0: A very warm welcome to the Data Professional Stories, a podcast powered by change leaders. Our today's guest is Raj Arun, a technology enthusiast with a solid inclinations to bring technology and people together. He's a seasoned professional specialized in core business systems, adoptions to industry and technologies, a proven decade of experience and exposure in, to name a few, SDLC, data science, adopting agile methodologies, and many more. So Raj, welcome to our show.
1: Thanks, Edgar. Thanks for having me here and uh, giving me an opportunity to share my experience with the world.
0: Please tell us something about yourself and then your family background.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, so I uh, have about seven years of experience in IT industry. Uh, I am. Uh, I've completed my B.E. Currently doing my M.B.A. with IIM, uh, to augment my managerial skills. Uh, and uh, with regard to technology, I continuously keep myself updating with the emerging technology things that is happening uh, to make myself uh, a better techie and a leader. And yeah, so when it comes to my personal life, I am married. I have my wife who is also working in IT and I have a kid who is two years old. Uh, yeah, so looking forward for the future.
0: All right, please share your academic journey. Uh,
1: yes, yeah, so... Uh, I completed my engineering in electronics and communication, so uh, earlier I was scared of computers and technology, (laughs) and I felt uh, working with uh, embedded devices would be my comfort zone. But then, uh, a a difficult journey wherein I was not really able to make a career uh, in the electronics and communication department of engineering, so I shifted my focus towards IT. Uh, and uh, it's quite surprising that I'm making a very good living in this considering that I was very reluctant to take something up. Uh, so, yes, I think uh, Destiny had uh, the part laid for me here.
0: Okay. How did you land in your first job? What was the story behind that?
1: Uh, well, after a lot, getting a lot of tries with... Uh, uh, with regard to my career in electronics and communication, and that day it really work out that I need to find a job. And I felt that uh, information technology was very uh, attractive and lucrative. So uh, it was one of my friends who referred to me via an off campus initiative that was happening uh, in Chennai, uh, Tamil Nadu, uh, in one of the colleges, and uh, it was Accenture. My first ever uh, appearance for an interview with an IT company and yeah, so basically, uh, you know when you have this uh, first appearance uh, uh, especially when it's an off campus, right people really evaluate you for what person you are rather than uh, really uh, uh, digging into the technology area, so right. see how, how industry fit you are when they take you in terms of your personality character attitude, and yes, technology does come in, but they help you give you that leverage and balance to uh, manage them and i was fortunate that uh, i was able to prove myself personally and in terms of my technical expertise in few of the questions that was asked during my technical interview and uh so was kind enough to offer me my first job
0: <laughs> okay what was your mindset five years ago about how you're going to take your career ahead
1: uh Right from day one, when I knew that I uh, shifted uh, my career into IT, I had my goal set to become a CTO as soon as possible and as efficient as possible. So from day one, I had my vision fixed. And uh, with Accenture, I really got a lot of opportunities to work across domains and fields and projects in various SDLC life cycles, and I had great mentors who really helped me out. Initially, it was a struggle for me because I'm not coming from a typical uh, computer science and IT background, so just to figure out what happening took a lot of time. Uh, initially, it was very demotivating and depressing, but then uh, it's my interest and curiosity and the hard work that I was willing to put in in spite of the beatings that I got. I think that really uh, helped uh, me to sustain uh, for the initial one or two years, and then once I got to know the trade, uh, it was all about using my interpersonal skills and my own uh, talents to convert them into something better. And that has helped me uh, throughout the uh, till now.
0: <laughs> okay. Were you always wanted to get into data science role or you have developed an interest while like, exploring your skills?
1: Uh, I would rather opt for the latter where I inter- I kind of explored my interest into data science because back then I didn't really know that there was something called a data science and AI and all that. But working with data has predominantly been my primary uh, role and responsibility whereas as an uh, application developer, beyond developing an application for the client. I got an opportunity to work with a lot of data uh, that sits behind all these applications and generating insights and analytics out of it in terms of optimization, uh, coming up with new use cases, uh, bringing down the cost for the uh, execution of the projects within the company. All that uh, initially brought an interest uh, uh, for me with the data. And uh, yes, yeah, so that in a way took me towards uh, the part of working with the data and trying to figure out what the data has got to say and what I can take. Yeah. come up with a lot of use cases. Uh, yeah, so that that did happen uh, while I was exploring this.
0: Okay, which type of role you were handling in data science organizations and how did you transform yourself from application developer to a data scientist?
1: Uh, Yes, Uh, so there was uh, an event that happened back in 2014-15 where I was supposed to uh, build a product as part of an innovation contest, and in that, uh, like I said, uh, I was not really well versed with data science so I didn't even know that data science was there. I kind of created an application which can actually take inputs from the user in plain text and that gets converted into a searchable query that hits the database, gets the data back to you and gives you insights on the data. So it was more like a, a speech to query conversion tool that I created. And when I did that and when that really got back the first uh, uh, prize uh, that uh, in the innovation contest, so. That gave me a radical shift into exploring something new into NLP. So when I started exploring into NLP, then, you know, the the other doors opened when I started looking for the answers for the questions that I had. Uh, Yeah, so that was a very gradual move. And then I said, this is where I I should be because uh, that really keeps me on edge and I'm really excited to work on these kind of work. So, yes, I told my managers, my mentors that I'm making this move and uh, they really supported me. Uh,
0: Alright, so, so a journey from being a developer to a data scientist now, how actually it helped you to mold into your better version? Uh, yes, so being
1: an application developer, I really got to know what software engineering is all about and how important SDLC is for uh, an organization in terms of the deliverables. That is the base knowledge that really helps me to be the person that I am today in data science because data science abstracts or derives or inherits a lot of information from there. Without that, you don't really have operational, productionable uh, solutions coming out of data science. So that learning that I've had there has really augmented me to be the better person that I am today in this data science field.
0: Okay, so what is your domain of expertise and how do you use data science in it?
1: Uh, yes, so uh, my industry of such, uh, where I first implemented data science was in telecommunication industry, especially in order management, where you could try to predict the orders, order success, order failure, which orders would go through, which orders wouldn't, uh, when, when a user plays an, plays an order. So that was where it, it all began. And then I kind of uh, uh, worked on use cases where we would come up with predictions wherein uh, hot, live, running servers. Uh, 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 Sometimes they would just go stale. So using historical data, we came up with uh, use cases which would really bring down the CVS-C1 ticket that get raised when something happens, And then, yes, uh, I try to be as versatile as possible. I spend a lot of time. So kind of, kind of I, I handle almost uh, any use case that comes in, the NLP, computer vision, and all that, but yeah. There are a few areas which uh, I really need to work uh, even more, like reinforcement learning and all that. Uh, And beyond this machine learning and data science, it's just not about learning that alone. It is how well you can connect this with the other technologies that are around it that really create an impact and makes a difference uh, as an individual and as someone who can actually contribute better for the organization or for the community. So you should be as broad as possible and not really box yourself into any specific uh, a technology or domain is my honest opinion.
0: Okay. What are the fields in which you envision data science will have impact in the coming time?
1: Uh, data science obviously has impact across fields and domains. But considering that we have this industry thing happening and a lot of emerging technologies are really coming out, how do you integrate them with the other technologies is where the crucial aspect is. So you can integrate uh, AI, ML with IoT, you can do that with blockchain, you can do that with quantum, you can do that with uh, augmented reality. So it's about how you build the hybrid solutions that gives the seamless experience for the solutions that you're trying to do. And yes, financial, uh, financial domain and healthcare are very uh, sensitive and that is where I think a lot of uh, requirements for uh, automated intelligent solutions uh, uh, is needed. And it's been a challenge because of uh, a lot of issues, not a lot of issues, a lot of constraints in terms of having the data for you to really look into because they are protected and they are secure, you have your policies and the governance framework. So with those restrict, restrictions and constraints to get a solution deployed and delivered in those uh, areas is very really challenging, but people are already trying to do that. And that I think is a really uh change factor especially for 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 data science
0: okay what is the future scope in this and do you think it is at growing stage or has attained saturation No, not
1: really uh saturation i think uh uh, it it, is a far away far away world or far away thing that we are looking at because there it's times that it's about a lot of theories and theorems that we put into practice. And if anything and everything that has come, it's completely based on probability. And when you talk about probability, you don't really restrict it by uh, saying that uh, this is the uh, final stage it can reach. It comes out of a lot of random events, and, even, and that randomness just keeps growing on and on with more people coming into it and uh, putting in their uh, individual thought process into what they can do out of it. And it's, it's, it's again, uh, uh, I would say a never ending because it keeps growing and not just data sense, like you said, it has got integrations with other emerging technologies in and around it and data sense can be plugged into any application, any technology, any domain. So I, I really feel it is the intelligence part of any work that goes into it and intelligence is really valued uh, wherever you are in whatever you do. So I, I don't think saturation is ever going to happen. In data science, because it's just a fission process, it just keeps going on and on and on. You can restrict it only with yourself, is what I would say.
0: Do you think it can ever be a disruption for technology? Yeah,
1: it has already caused uh, the disruption, and disruption means uh, you bring out something which is not there, and data science has already been causing disruptions, uh, you know, even uh, a decade uh, earlier. And it's still trying to come out with it. And like I said, it is that individual uh, contribution towards the data sense that can actually put a limitation, or it's an imagination creativity that can even take it up, uh, farther away. And uh, it, it is still continuing to happen because we are you kind know, of uh, trying to revolutionize a lot of things wherein predominantly everything and everything, everything that you do is moving towards technology, and especially in countries like India. Uh, it, 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 it's still in an emergent state and when the technology to reach loop and corner of our country, I think we would be really in a great position where, uh, where we really deserve to be is what I would say, considering the uh, the, the, the talent pool that we have and the potential that we possess. It's just about that potential getting converted into something kinetic.
0: Okay, how relevant is becoming a full stack data scientist in the current times and what is the way to achieve this?
1: Uh, yes, uh full start is very much relevant because uh, let's assume that you are not a full stack wherein Full stack is about the end-to-end uh, journey of a solution, uh, which goes through the process of machine learning. And if you're if you're not full start, I think your contribution and involvement in delivering a machine learning solution uh, wouldn't really be as much as you would want it to be in the first place, wherein. Uh, uh, you, you look into the data, you do what you have to do with it, and the work with technologies creating these data pipelines which can get the data to you, where you can source the data from, and building your machine learning model, which is your analytics, analytics pipeline, uh, coming out with an optimal algorithm, uh, which can do the job for you better than anything else that is around there, with better your data, so that stuff has to go in. And how do you take it forward from there? Uh, in the sense, how you can make it more productional, more user facing, so that uh, it is a scalable solution that gets deployed for users to use across. Uh, yeah, so you have different teams working uh, on the whole part of this journey, but being full stack developer really gives you that edge as an individual over the others. Uh, in terms of your proficiency, not only in terms of your proficiency, but also the kind of value that you can generate from the use cases and solutions that you're developing because you you kind of have an end-to-end view of what can happen and you can also help others who are involved in this journey to do something better or to do something that is optimal, efficient, the way it has to be done. And uh, what can help you to do it? Yes, of course, you have to have your basic basic understanding of what software engineering is all about, what software engineering principles are, and being a good developer really helps you because you can really play with uh, the code and the algorithms that are going into the development of the pipeline more than what you uh, do for your modeling. So it really pays off if you're really willing to put in the effort to uh, make that learning. And that learning will definitely reflect in what you really want to do or rather achieve in your career or your profession.
0: How to keep yourself relevant in the ever-advancing field of data science? Uh,
1: yeah, so to stay relevant, uh, it, it requires a lot of understanding uh, if, uh, uh, in terms of experience. And I really uh, feel that for anyone who is starting new, try to see if you can get uh, the right mentor for you who's already been through uh, the struggles, and you don't have to go through it, and make use of that experience uh, to learn, and that is one way you can actually get a good starting point. If at all you're not really able to find the right mentors, there are a lot of uh, resources that are available, blogs. Just go go through them, subscribe to newsletters, which uh, is relevant to the area of interest that you are. Uh, a lot, lot of people are are really uh, generous uh, to extend that support and. Uh, this actually uh, gives you uh, an idea as what is happening in the industry and what are the new things that are emerging. So I think we, we have to be more socially connected uh, to the technology and both online and offline. And we just need to create that network so that uh, staying relevant is not a good challenge and become a pa- part and parcel of your everyday activity. The more it makes discuss and interact with the things that are happening around it, you don't have to really put in that extra effort and then of course you really need to have that interest towards it uh, which will take you to uh, the places where you really want to and that's that's one way by which you can uh, you know get into the relevant part of staying updated with whatever that you want to
0: okay what are the new trends in data science can you name a few and how these technologies can help people to identify their own area of interest
1: I guess, uh so beyond the traditional development of uh, machine learning uh, models, or anything for that matter uh, on, on, on the cloud and on your machines, taking these two devices is where I feel uh, the next curve, learning curve is, uh, wherein then uh, you get to integrate your models with edge devices, and that device can be anything, it can be your mobile phones, it can be every uh, IoT device basically and you put your machine uh, learning algorithms there to, to do the job that you want to. And uh, it, it's a completely different domain of learning that you have to go through and that is really worth it you can really spend time there and you create high highly accurate, powerful models with the lowest amount of uh, resources uh, that is available for all these models to run. Uh, especially on the devices, and then the environment is really bound and restricted and stringent, so that would really uh, challenge you if you think that you are good with uh, building models and with uh, data science solutions and the other part would be uh, machine learning is getting integrated like i said uh, with the blockchain iot and the quantum so uh, uh, that is another learning leap uh, uh, this the data science has got to offer and there, and and you can also uh, Uh, there are a lot lot of browsers that are available where you can put in your machine learning models to be executed from a client side server rather than a backend server and uh, yeah so it is is about uh, how you want to uh, explore in these areas and then transformers uh, especially in NLP is something that is really coming out very well very powerful natural language processing models uh, which this is beyond what one can think in the way they are. And uh, and people are really competing to be to build the next best thing, especially uh, in an LP4. I using the framework of transformers uh, uh, to get the better insights of the data that you have. So yeah, these are a handful of things that are out there and these are like really key things which when you get in it will really be hard for you. Now to to really cover all of them in one shot, so uh, yes, it, it really will test you. And the more you get into it, the more you get to learn, and that is a key with, uh there right now, is what I feel.
0: Okay, who inspired you to be in data science, or which type of organization you're fond of, which inspired you to pursue a career in data
1: science uh I my first organization uh gave me the opportunity uh to work uh, in data intelligence solutions and that they are converted to data science right? and I kind of got to automate a lot of things that come out with uh innovations which help the clients uh, to get better value out of the investment that they are making and then uh, I, I i kind of then worked with uh and then with uh started, and now I'm working with uh, uh the Playback team a very really, uh, emerging uh startup, which which really looking to students across uh, at at big level. And in every organization I have got, I really uh, found something to inspire me and motivate me to take it up. And uh, again, end of the day, it comes to you. where and are you willing to take uh, the responsibility or not to do it? Are you willing to go through something for the picture of something? And if uh, I had the opportunity to work with uh, amazing people, great leadership, great team to be part of, yeah, that, that uh, really that you that with support, uh, especially when things are not going in your favor and uh, it's really important uh, for you to be a support and uh, to be successful not getting data science in going really a domain that you are willing uh, to uh, that you are aspiring to be uh, better.
0: Okay. What are your challenges and how did you handle those challenges as we all know data science domain is like an ocean to find the right place in this ocean? What type of strategic move you have applied?
1: That's a very good question. Challenges. It, it's a countless list of challenges that I've gone through. Uh, yeah. So my my, uh, my 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 style of... Everyone has got their own style of learning and looking at things. And if people, if people uh, learn things uh, traditionally, uh, an orthodox approach of learning something, they don't want to. They are more rogue in the way they, they want to learn. And uh, they want to you know, learn things the hard way. So I, I kind of uh, fall into the second category where I want to explore things myself, learn things myself, rather than the traditional approach of learning. And uh, yeah, basically uh, that is that is that that it really impose a lot of challenges, especially when you want to uh, self-learn. And of course, uh, you definitely need some guidance and mentoring. But uh, self-learning, uh, is it, 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 it's quite different from what we traditionally done by committing and enrolling into uh, something. And uh, I I think that because that works better for me because it gives me the room and space to uh, look into things and I do things at my own pace and will and uh, time and uh, yeah so self running is where it all started and uh, books and uh, books are my uh, first uh, teachers I explored got a lot of books initially uh, I couldn't really spend that much so. Uh, there are a lot of publications which offers good quality data science books authored by uh, industry experts, authored by doctors. Um, so that is that is one resource where initially I started with, and then uh, I I do look into videos, but uh, I'm not really a big uh, fan of videos because of the fact that I really get to spend a lot of time on the computer and it really strains me and exhausts me, and I don't want to sit for that long. So with book, I can walk, I can, you know, take notes. And that is very important. Uh, I really want to stress the importance of books here because it's basically that when you tend to write something uh, physically, uh, it it helps you retain the information and understand something better because when you take a book in your hand and a pen and a paper and do that process, you involve a lot more senses, your cognitive skills, to understand what is there and put it on something paper when you practice more than what you just look into a screen and video because when you do the engagement level offline is more than your engagement level online and that engagement level is very important for you to really understand that and retain the information uh, that you need. Initially there were a lot of uh, video tutorials and all that and I was also going through them but I really struggled with it honestly. Where uh, my investment level was not really that active and the retaining information was very uh, challenging. So I um, they got back into the old school way of listening to books and writing things down and practicing them over and over again, uh, the traditional way of learning, and that really uh, helped me. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so books predominantly. And the other part is um, uh, when you are trying to venture into unexplored areas. So when you get to fail, you really have to see that you don't fail badly and always have a, have a backup plan or a plan B. And the plan B can be anything in terms of how you can bounce back from your failures, uh, how you, what is that you need to do uh, to, uh, uh, to, to make yourself better in an area where, which you're not and stuff like that. And uh, yes, so challenges are something which uh, regardless of what your uh, talent scale is, you are uh, bound to go through and of course, there are a lot of other external factors uh, that really contributes to it uh, from, from, from where you are coming from and what you are into, where you are working, whom you know and all that. So keeping out, considering everything, uh, I would really say uh, challenges are inevitable. You are bound to it. And uh, you just need to got to have uh, that patience and perseverance to keep trying and uh, keep learning and not give up on yourself. Basically, uh, even if uh, the whole world is not uh, supporting you with whatever you want to, but never give up on yourself and support yourself with the learning process. Consciousness is it? it's, it's a common it's a, it's a common process we sure uh, all And there are times when all these technologies are no exceptions because we are derived from what we are uh, from a physical world. Uh, so yeah, it's so just, just that.
0: <laughs> okay. What would be your final advice to your peer leaders in other organizations?
1: Well, yes, uh I leadership really plays a very important role in guiding your team and your organization uh towards success. Uh and uh, supporting your team in terms of uh in terms of failures uh you really need to be at that position as a what you can do uh, to help uh, your teams and organizations. And for that to happen, you will have to uh, have the required uh, arsenal to uh, really help deliver what is required. And uh, the con- continual learning, continual uh, 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 upgradation, it applies for anyone. And for a leader, it is very crucial because at 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 the level of leader, a uh, addition when it is being made it is a make or break for an entire organization for an entire team which can change the course uh, the course of uh, part for them for the better or for the worse uh, so yeah so staying relevant with uh, the technology and the process that goes into it is very important and it's not just about technology right it's about uh, understanding the people how you can interact with them how you can interact uh, with, with the team members, to encourage them, to mentor them, giving them the right opportunities, giving them an opportunity to learn. You you have to play the role of a leader along with the role of a mentor and also someone who can take responsibilities and ownership that comes in the way. And uh, for all that to happen, you really have to be an expert in that area. For example, you take a cricket team, you be a captain you really have to be an expert in in uh, in, in the area of your uh, uh, in the area of your expectation. For example, you can be a keeper, batsman. You can be a bowler. You can be an all-rounder. You need to be that leader who can deliver as an individual, which will actually inspire your team to follow you, and also really step in and step up when things are not uh, really uh, uh, not really going in the way they are meant to be. So yeah, so we can definitely draw parallels there. And people would be really uh, be able to relate really things better in this way. I feel, and that's about it. You know, like captain of a ship, captain of a team, put yourself in that situation, and uh, and the learning that you take from the other peers would really help you to be a better leader wherever you are. And especially in technology, you need to know how you can interact with the virtual world and the real world and still maintain a balance and maintain the composure and uh, see how how well you can manage both ends of the world. That is very crucial. And that I really feel would really mark uh, a leader to be successful, a leader to be more compassionate. Empathy is very important when you're at that level to try to understand people and put yourself in their shoes uh, to resolve and, uh, resolve things and uh, resort uh, them uh, as and when it is needed. Uh, yes, so these are some of the things which are really found to be uh, very attractive uh, for, uh, for a person to be a leader. And yes, I'm, of course, uh, doing everything that I can to be that person. And yes, I will continue continue to work on that to uh, know, uh, be uh, to, to to give out better value out of what I can uh, to the people around me.
0: All right. It's time to wind up the session. Thank you so much, Raj, for sharing your insights to our audience. Thank you, listeners, for spending your time here. Hope you like it. Please like, share and comment and don't forget to subscribe to Data Professional Stories, a podcast powered by Change Leaders. Thank you once again, Raj.
1: Uh, sure. Thanks for this opportunity. I really like the way the questions were asked. It really helped me contemplate on my experience and to share it with people. Who, and I'm sure it would really be of some value to uh, the listeners who are, uh, yep, are listening to this. And yep, people can uh, reach out to me if at all. Uh, that is something that it can be of help to them. And uh, thanks Neha. It was really wonderful to be part of this podcast.